I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hum a song. Tell me if you recognize it, okay? Shut up. What is going on? Are you okay? (laughs) Do you recognize it? Recognize what? That song I just hummed. It was Thriller. Did you hum a song? That I mean, I wouldn't say you hummed the song. All right, try this like, one. Dude, you need to learn what humming is. Oh, do I need my math class? <laughs> oh, man. I did not picture that to be so funny for myself. You're such an idiot. Hey, you, you. <laughs> I'm gonna hum some stuff. You want to hear it? Ah, ah, that's thriller. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You weren't even looking. You weren't even paying attention. I was just laughing to myself because myself is the funniest. I don't need to fucking pay attention to know that you're making yourself look like a fucking <laughs> idiot. I gotta cut all this out. This will only be for me and you. Isn't that romantic? This is gonna be the next uh, intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have to listen to this for another sixty episodes <laughs> over and over. It'll be the intro for the hundredth episode. See, I feel like we should do something for the hundredth episode, but maybe maybe we uh, discontinue doing these on the hundredth episode. Just leave it at ninety nine forever. So yeah, just stop OCD, at ninety nine. Yeah, all our OCD listeners will just be like, "What the fuck." <laughs> yeah, it's like if a really good show ended right before the series finale. No, that, that's not like this at all. This would just be us pissing people off. We're like, why didn't you just do a hundredth episode? Are you trying to say this isn't a really good show? Yes. Well, obviously, you're not one of the most devoted listeners like I am. Well, it's funny because Jordan stopped listening to like all the episodes. He's more spot picking them now. He's just like, are you st-? just last night? He was like, are you still doing that twice a week? He's like, yeah how how are you doing that how are you coming up with content i I don't know i mostly just berate you so well i don't understand why people even think that that's a like if you and him got together for an hour twice a week would you not have anything to talk about would you just sit there like that's all this is we're just hanging out no we would yeah yeah yeah. no i i think i think um not a lot of people but a few people when they first listen to us or something or or like we first introduce or i at least i introduce that i have a, a podcast they're just like, what? What do you even talk about? What what content? It's just, there's nothing. This, this is nothing. This is so far. This episode has been you pretending to know how to hum. How do you not know how to hum? By the way, it's I just didn't know if it would come through. So simple. <laughs> I can whistle really good though. Don't do that. Not into a microphone. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's a dog whistle. You got the screen. You got the screen on, so it helps too. <laughs> 
I heard that um, if somebody says that they're using a mic, but you think that they are not because because they sound like crap or something, then you should tell them to tap the mic. So if we ever hear have somebody on this and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm using the good mic, but they sound like garbage, we should be like, yeah, see, I heard that. I could tell. That's the mic. Oh, yeah. There's, there's like a one super tiny spike all by itself yeah. on the line. You're a super tiny spike. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what, are, what are we talking about? Are we done? All right. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I feel I feel good. You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I was uh, I was like in the middle of solving an interesting issue in in code, like as this was starting, and I had to break away from it. Like I, I got to a stopping point. And it was like if if I go any further, there's no way I'm doing the podcast. So then I had to stop, and that's why I pinged you. It's like, hey, give me the link. I think we really should just like stop after five minutes randomly with no explanation. <laughs> just someday, you know, just say five minutes of nonsense and be like, all right, you ready? Yeah. The the only time we stopped is when I had to go to the emergency room, right? For my headache. For that migraine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot you went to the emergency room for that. Yeah. First time I ever went to the emergency room for a fucking headache. <laughs> yeah. What it, did they take you seriously or were they like, all right, baby? No, yeah, they 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 were I mean, they they knew shit was wrong cuz like my neck was all super tensed up and shit and it was real bad. But um yeah, I don't know. I still I still worry about it. Like, I, I don't know what triggered it. It was just, I I haven't been going to a chiropractor for, like, since COVID. And then that's, like, the only change, but still, like, so working could, on stuff. So maybe I just strained it and didn't realize it. So just you're just, like, it. wondering if it, when it's going to happen again now? <clears throat> or if it's going to happen again or, like, any any tension that builds up in my neck. I'm just like, oh, God, is it fucking, is it happening? Is this it? Is this the one? <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. I always get worried. Like whenever I have like a trip or something, I'm, I'm going to be on a plane for a long time. I get worried that yeah. right as it's taking off, something like that would happen. Or like that's when I'll get hit with a stomach bug and just start throwing up everywhere. And just walk that's away. That's why you got to... Uh, that, sorry, I wanted to shut the door. Um, That's why you got to uh, fall asleep before the plane even takes off and then wake up as it's lifting off the ground and just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, nobody will send me drugs across state lines for me to fall asleep to. So I don't know how I'm supposed to do that. Why don't you just learn how to fall asleep? Man, I pride myself on being an excellent sleeper. Um, but for some reason, on a plane is the one place where I just I cannot sleep for anything, no matter how tired I am. Try chloroform. Is that the thing that they use in movies to put people to sleep? Yeah. Like yeah, shove yeah. it over their mouth Covered. and they just fall, they pass out? Yeah. Can you can you buy just that Just get somewhere? on the plane, buckle in, and then just fucking chloroform yourself. Just pass out. <laughs> I think the, I think the best way to do that would be to um find like grab the hand of the person next to you and and put it in their hand and then shove it over so anybody watching it'll look <laughs> like they did them. it to you. <laughs> yeah, oh, and you'll so be fun. passed out so you won't have to deal with the fallout. Yeah, terrible. Did you hear about that time when I when I tested positive for like explosive material on my hands in an airport? Did we talk no. about that ever? No. Yeah, it was after P two con. What? I was going to ask what they do to you because they, they really didn't do anything to me. They just took me to like further testing and then like re x-rayed my shit. Well, all right. So first I'd set the stupid thing off because I had a gum wrapper. It was like foil. And so they saw that on the little beeper and then they had to test my hands and then something on my hands set off their explosive material monitor. So, yeah. So they pulled me in this little room and frisked me to the whole like I'm going to touch you with the back of my hands. and You know, let mm -hmm. me know if you'd rather have a different whatever. 
And so that was fun. And then they like rifled through all of my clothes and crap, all my luggage. Um, and I was almost late for my flight and I was worried I was going to get arrested. I didn't even know. I still don't know what it was. Probably shampoo or something. I don't know. Man, they took you to a room. Yeah, they, they took me to they, a special room. They just had me like assume the position like right there on the side. And then they like x-rayed my stuff and then opened it and like dug around the edges and stuff just to feel around, I guess. I don't know. And then let me go. But yeah, they did. Man. They did like the I'm going to use the back of my hand and like went on the back of my pant leg and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel bad for those people because I'm like, you know, I don't love getting frisked, but I think being the person who does the frisking pretty much like that would suck. I would hate I mean, to be that. It depends on what your career goals are, right? <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked him that. What are your career goals? Do they include frisking? They would have gone over well. I remember being so terrified that I thanked the guy that frisked me like he did me a favor. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. I've lost, so many I've lost so many pocket knives to stupid airports because that's what I keep my keys on and I always just forget. The uh, the one that got me uh, was the corkscrew. Like when, when I first went to, I think it was like the first P2Con or Beckman's company day that like gave out corkscrews for gifts or whatever. It's like one of the just swag. And uh, yeah, I forgot I had that in my carry on. And I was just like, Oh, you, you can't have this. It was like, damn. And they're like, oh, we can mail it to you if you just step aside and do this. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, I don't need a corkscrew. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't need a corkscrew that bad. That was not a good idea for that to be like the swag from something. You can't even take it on a plane. Right? Well, I mean, I, I only had carry-ons as well. I mean, I pack light for those company days and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I the whole I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but the whole like one bag lifestyle where you just travel the world with a single bag super appeals mm -hmm. to me. I think that would be awesome. I love that idea. Well, so it's one of those things where like I, any like vacation that I take, I try to balance between like two to three days, maybe four days, because I know I have a backpack. And if I roll all my clothes and stuff, then I can like fit it all into a backpack. And it's just like the one bag thing. But like mm -hmm. it's a week long. Or like five days long or whatever and if i'm like going elsewhere it's it's just like or like traveling like across states instead of like just like a road trip or whatever wherever I to, where i have to fly i definitely have to like check something i don't i think i could i think i could pretty easily do carry on for up to a week up to as a week. long as i was yeah well here here's the other thing too right so are we talking do do i have to wear pants or can i just bring my shorts because if i have to if i have to like bring my jeans it takes up a significant amount of room if if I pack them. Just wear your jeans and wear them all Well, what if, what if you bring more than one pair? That's what I'm saying. Don't do that. One pair is enough. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to travel in jeans, by the way. Never again. That's, that's the worst idea ever for me. I'm flying Why? around and shit. It's so uncomfortable. What? It, You're buying the wrong like kind it, of jeans. Well, it's already, well, it's already so uncomfortable just sitting in a plane because my knees hit like the the armrest things up ahead of me. So I have to like angle my oh, knees yeah. in certain ways. And then like, if I have jeans that are tight at all in like the quads, the fucking makes it even more uncomfortable. It's yeah. it, it, it sacks up real quick, especially being a big dude. But yeah, normally I just like slide into the window seat and then just curl up, fall asleep. I'm so jealous of that, man. Yeah. I, uh, one of my, one of my friends was like the pro. He would just walk into a plane lay his head back, immediately be asleep, and then wake up when it landed. And he traveled a lot, and it was just like his routine. Um, and yeah, that's like, 
because what happens for me is I get really excited about planes because it's like alone time. You know, I can read and watch movies and just whatever I want to do without kids or work or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But so it's like really exciting to think about. But then after an hour and a half or something, I'm just done. I'm like, this is not what yeah. I pictured, you know. <laughs> yeah, the credits roll on the movie and you're just like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can watch like three more movies. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like not even a third done with this flight. I already finished the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, I think that comparison was what gets me. If if like I do decide to watch like an episode, I think on one of my trips I tried I like downloaded a bunch of episodes of The Office, and it was like, I mean, I I can do anything while watching The Office, and like after the first episode, I was like, no, that was not nearly long enough. I'm going to burn through all of these episodes on just this one trip. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks. And it, I can suck. imagine it, it would especially suck if you already like if you don't, if you don't live with kids and stuff like you already have plenty of time to just hang around and watch TV and play video games. So it's not yeah. special. At least I've got that going for me. Yeah. Yeah. You get you get a glimpse the the free life of air travel. The freedom. I have a question. Nope. You ready? Would you say you like nope. solving sol- serving? Would you let's say you like solving hard serving? technical problems? Not alone. Um, so so it's one of those things where, like, uh, if I'm presented with a hard technical problem and somebody's just like, yeah, just run off and figure it out, then I get more into, like, a desperate mindset. Or I, I easily slide into a desperate mindset of, like, I need to figure this out kind of thing, and it's more unhealthy. But, like, if I'm on a team and somebody's like, we, we need to figure this out somehow, and then it's just, like, more of an ideation and then proof of concept type of thing. It's it's a much better experience for me. Mm, but that's interesting. All that to say, what? yes for a team. If like I'm on a team setting and like there's you know mobbing or pair programming or you know you're working as a team to solve that one hard technical problem. But if it's just like me hiding in the corner by myself trying to figure out how to do something, I mean I'll get it done, but I don't enjoy it. All right, all right. So how about the opposite? Uh, do you do you need to be challenged in order to feel like engaged and motivated? Yes. Okay. But but you have to be challenged in a way where you're not challenged alone. No, I, I think some like I mean you can you can give me challenging problems, but if you give me like a like we need this third party integration and it's never been done before, good luck, have fun, kind of thing, then then that's kind of the stuff that I lose myself in and like do unhealthy it, habits and stuff. Oh, bad way. Yeah, yeah. I get more obsessive to like figure it out because I don't know. I feel more obligated, I guess. Okay. See, the reason I'm asking this is because I recently realized that I am not a person who needed when I was an engineer, I did not need like hard problems to feel engaged and motivated. I didn't even like that stuff. Like I that was the stuff that I procrastinated and I always Yeah, felt, you're a terrible programmer. I've been trying to say felt. this for so many years. You're the um, worst developer I've ever met. Worse than Eric Summerfield. Eric well, that's not actually that bad. Eric's surprisingly legit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I he's, he's he's pretty good. He's solid. I just um, wanna throw his name out there now that he's on like a reoccurring invite. Yeah. Does he listen to this show, do you know? I have no idea. Probably not. I doubt it. Probably one of the ones that he's on. He's so vain. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the most vain of anyone, for sure. He's also a terrible dad. Um, but yeah, like oh, it seems why'd like why'd you the... go there? It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were saying untrue things. 
Um, but uh, yeah, like everybody seems to have, you know, everybody seems to need challenging problems to be motivated and stuff. And the stuff that motivated me was like the easy stuff. I just liked cranking out solutions, you know, fixing bugs, like getting through crap, feeling like I got a lot accomplished and none of it was particularly taxing. Like all the, all the, you know, really hard, scary problems. That was the stuff I procrastinated and didn't want to work on. I mean, I think I'm, I'm sort of getting there like if it if it doesn't really if i don't see a path forward on it and stuff i'm not just like i'm not so excited to just jump on a test that's like hey figure out something from nothing it's more just like yeah i don't know it takes a lot so it's amp- I, I, it's amp- I think it's too costly like literally costly in terms of money no and like uh, energy and effort for like I, I think those are like the the higher higher cost higher reward type of tickets sometimes higher reward not even it's maybe a higher reward sometimes. Sometimes it's just like a super complex thing that needs to get done so that we can try and see if something happens. Those are the worst. And then you just like kill yourself for three days. And you're like, I figured it out. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. It's like, son mm. of a bitch. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I think back on, like I can, I can think of a few specific, what I would consider really hard technical things that I worked on and fixed alone. And they don't stand out as memories they don't stand out as good memories. They, they stand out as like, that was a time when I really didn't like my job, you know, because I was stressed out and I felt like, I don't know, this is just too hard and it's not worth all this time and whatever. Well, like, so when I worked at a startup, I mean, those are some of my, my best memories. I mean, I, I mentioned them a few times of like, I, I built a gridvid.me over Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and that, that came from us wanting to test the product that we had like and the the thing we were testing was like video pre-processing essentially so then i built like a whole web app dashboard for it and stuff and like had node streaming in it and everything so you could see like the progress and like all the output of of the the pre-processing functions and stuff um so that was that was fun and i mean it was a good project and stuff but i mean I was at my girlfriend at the time's family's house in the living room pretending to watch her little brother do like the dance dance revolution thing because mm-hmm. he wanted to show me his new gift or whatever the fuck it was. And then, uh, yeah, it was just on the computer. And then he would like come over and just be like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you. and then, yeah, and then you know my my girlfriend at the time got pissed off at me because I wasn't there and present. Mm-hmm. But rude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the building that site was more interesting. Sorry, not sorry. All right. So how about this? When when would you say you're at your best? Like when do you do your best work? What are you What are you doing? I mean, it's definitely early in the morning. Is when I think the most clearly. Like well, not what time of day, after. but like, what's the task? Mm. Like, is it a challenging problem or are you pairing or what are you when doing I, at my best? I don't know. Wouldn't that be like an outside thing? Yeah, I mean, you might have a blind spot about it, but I think most I mean, people kind of have some idea. I mean, I, I think I do my best in like a situation where like I'm on my own, but pairing can happen at the drop of a hat kind of thing mm-hmm. where like. Uh, I mean, Adam, Adam Mitchell is one of the people that pointed out to me the most is like, or the most obviously was when we were working together on Pinterest, he would like, he would give me a task or, or like I would be given a task that I wouldn't really know how to do. And then I'd figure it out like 
75%, 80%, 90% of the way. And then not know like the last bit to finally, you know, put in that last puzzle piece so it all works together or, you know, produces the right result. And then like, I would get into a call with him and then he would take five minutes to like listen to me rant about all the problems and things I tried. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's because you just didn't do this one thing. And then, you know, everything comes together. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's that's like the root of the question is like me trying to figure that out for myself. I mean, it definitely wasn't when I was freaking writing code. Um, yeah, I think I think maybe coaching or something. I don't know. But like for a lot of engineers, it seems to be when you give them a really hard, interesting problem and they get really motivated by it and like, you know, dig in and do some great work. I have to be I have to buy into like the overall thing that we're building, though. That, that was one of the issues I had with the agency life is like, sure, this is an interesting problem. If I if I gave a shit about what this end result was like, I don't care about yeah. this overall project. Like, I don't give a shit about this brand name. I'm not a fan of this sport. Like I, I, all those things just like, I don't use this website. I don't use this brand at all. Like, and then there's like, Oh, but all the users will love this thing. And like, yeah, all these fucking idiots that use this site will do this thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just kind of how it felt when I was yeah. working it, but it's always good to hate your I, users. But, but again, right. It, it's like, I was also looking at it as more of just a job kind of thing at the time. So, I mean, I didn't appreciate it for what it was. Cause I was too new to everything and like had to avoid being like, uh, what was it like in awe of these big brands that we were working for and stuff kind of had to get, mm. or well, I, I, I jaded myself to, to them, I think so that I could focus more on like fixing the problems and working and finishing tasks and shit like that and not getting caught up in the big name thing. Yeah. I always think about people who have really niche jobs. Like, you know, somebody who writes the embedded software for a machine that cuts metal for like engine parts or something like that, you know, <clears throat> that is like, who gives a crap except for the very small handful of customers that are going to use that? Um, how how can you really buy into your work or care much about the end result for something that specific and just like, you know, irrelevant to your life? It seems really well, I hard. Think, well, I think I think you're coming from a really privileged perspective right because i mean i'm i'm right there with you as well currently but like it, it's it's definitely a, a privileged perspective because even coming into web development it wasn't like i found purpose in it it's like oh shit somebody wants to pay me real money to do this yeah i can learn how to do this yeah sure you want me yeah okay yeah i'll learn drupal okay yeah i'll 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 figure that out i'll build an ad campaign platform mm -hmm dashboard even though i don't even know any of these tools that we're using yeah why not you know it and it was just is more of like a, a survival mentality of of just like oh shit i finally got myself a piece of the cake i need to yes need to keep pushing myself i think you're onto something so maybe maybe it's like a a, pa a career path thing like maybe as a junior to mid-level dev you're you tend to be excited enough about just learning technology and it doesn't actually matter what you're building. But then when you reach some level of seniority and the technology kind of loses its luster, you sort of have to care about what you're making. So I think it's kind of like a generational thing. Not like a, um, when you were born, but more like when you got into the web industry, generational type of thing, if, if you want to make that comparison, I guess. But like um, a lot of the newer developers are more conscious about what they're working on what they're you know they're tasked to do and all the other stuff they're they're far less at least it from my experience 
um, with talking with them and, and stuff is they're far less willing to just do work because it's work, you know, it's less mm-hmm. of a, that survival mentality type of thing and learning what you needed to learn on along the way is more of just like, well, why am I building this? Why do you want me to build this? I don't yeah. understand. Give me a purpose kind of thing. Not, not to bash on it. It's just different. Like it, it and that, that was a lot of the conflicts that I had, you know, seeing some of the newer class come in, uh, you know, phase two and stuff. And I would clash because they'd be asking these questions. It's like, why don't you fucking produce the thing and then ask the question? Like <laughs> what? Like that thing still needs to get done. I mean, that, that's the bottom line of, of all, all of anything that happens. There is there's work. It has to get done. You can ask questions, but, but still do the work. You don't wait for the questions to be answered necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was always a really big annoyance of mine. It, like, you know, when people would, have questions and if they didn't get an answer right away they would just kind of sit on their hands and play the victim card yeah 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 yeah. and be like well i i don't really i don't understand the purpose of this so i can't really code all the logic that we've talked about for the past two weeks (laughs) it's just like what you you can't just code the thing that we've talked about for two weeks because you don't (laughs) understand why you need to code the thing that doesn't make sense the one that always gets me which is kind of semi-related is like I'm blocked by this person who hasn't given me what I need. And they're like, yeah, well, have you bugged them about it? And, you know, they say like, well, no, three days ago, I sent them a message. Did they respond? Right. No, but it's they're, on they're them. They're supposed you know, to reach out to me. Yeah. 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 So, no, you need to bug them hourly freaking all the time until they give you what you need. But that, I mean, that's a, that's a extreme ownership stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, what that's about your job right now? Do you have any connection to the, to the product? Do you care? Um, I like it. So it's articles, right? It's it's a bunch of articles, which is cool. And I'm, I'm still newish enough to the company where I'm like, I'm still trying to find the pace and we're like, I'm, I'm five weeks in roughly. So I, I'm like, I'm sort of either waiting for the other shoe to drop or like somebody to like confirm that like, this is the working pace. So I'm kind of like, padding my work hours so that I'm like free and more available just in case like, Oh, well now we have to do this kind of thing. Cause you know, shit happens sometimes and whatever, but it, it just seems to be more consistent, which, which makes sense. Cause it's a product company versus an agency. And you know, there's not like these giant fires all the time because we're trying to hit some crazy deadline. We're just like maintaining and updating and, you know, adding new components and new functionality and stuff like that. Are there, are there deadlines? Or is it when it gets done, kind it's of, done? It's loose deadlines. I mean, I had had one that had, like, I updated some video pages, and the original deadline was the 19th, but it got pushed back because a different priority took precedence, like, the very next week. So, which would be, like, this last, or it'd be last week, yeah. So, like, uh, another priority came down the pipeline, and it pushed that deadline back. So, And since it's, like, all the same company and stuff, it's just like, yeah, we can move that deadline back, no problem. <laughs> What the fuck? Sweet. We don't have to have yeah. like three weeks of fucking back and forth meetings of just uh, like, oh, well, then this will this will lose precedence if we do this. And then, oh, this bad stuff will happen. Like, the thing hasn't even launched yet. Nothing will happen. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I like that. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think it, it, could, it could be like that in agencies, too. But everybody's too scared to tell the client we need more time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big thing. Um, yeah, especially like a new client. If it's like a new client, whatever relationship, uh, you're an idiot. Um, to answer your original question, not I true. don't know if I did. 
Oh, it like do I have buying? So I have buying at this company for the company. Um, the product itself, I'm still learning. Like there, there's some stuff that. I mean, I, I'm looking at it with new eyes and kind of just like, why is this architected this way? Why is this coded this way? Type of stuff. So it's trying to find the groove there as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Try to get some. I think I mentioned this last time. Get some like basic coding standards and like some pre-commit hooks and stuff, so that everybody gets on the same page with like just the simple things, like the very very basic, like the white spacing and you know the formatting of functions versus if statements. And yeah. Yada yada. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I've always been like. I, I I've never cared about anything that I built. You know, we talked about this, and I've always been able to just like buy into the team and buy into the um the code base and you know the architecture and what whatever despite the fact that whatever we're building is totally irrelevant for me. Um, so I can hear that. It's always nice to get get everybody working together and improve things and feel like you're making a difference for the people that you work with. Well, I think the, like, like the pre-commit hooks for like prettier is, is very basic thing that you can add that like, I mean, it improves, it improves your code base immensely for like new people coming in. <laughs> Essentially, they're just like, you know, when, when you just have like a code base that's just, you know, for lack of a better phrase, rushed um, because you, you just wanted to get out the door and it worked cool. Awesome. And you like just have that. But then you have like all these different, you know, developers with different experiences and different like ways that they code and use brackets or don't use brackets and white space versus tabs spaces and all that shit. And like it's all mashed together. And then I come along and like I'll... I'll like fix a full or quote unquote fix a full like page or like a PHP file. So it's like, you know, using spaces instead of tabs and looks nice and has like all the brackets and stuff according to standards. And then like, I'll push it up. And then the next week it'll just be like different spots of it will be using tabs instead of spaces. And then they'll like remove the brackets and stuff. And it's just like, okay, like I, I could still read it and stuff, but now it, it, it goes back to like that Frankenstein look of like, Oh, okay. So, this isn't a clear if statement. I have to make sure the all the spacing and the lining up happens and stuff so I can read this code again. Yeah. The thing that I think is interesting about all that is that it seems like if you like if I encounter a code base and it has no consistency in terms of formatting and you know like there will be indentation that's just like wildly wrong, um, mm-hmm. then it always seems to be the first indicator of way bigger problems. Like I never find a code base that has those types of issues but then the architecture is really solid. You know, um, it's always just like the first sign that this code base in general is badly done and it's terrifying. Yeah. And, and I mean, to, to their credit, I mean, it, it, they're just building and moving along, right? Like I think we're moving to um, Laravel eight in the near future. And I think that we're going to be doing some re-architecturing and refactoring of a bunch of stuff and cutting out a lot of the cruft and, and just things that, you know, have been just commented out and then recoded right next to it. So you have like the legacy code commented out right next to the new thing that was built. And you're just like, yeah, we could just remove the comment if we don't use that anymore kind of things. And, you mm-hmm. know, just yeah. just simple things like that. And it's just it, totally understandable why it happened, if, we, if especially if you're doing everything on the fly for so long. But yeah. Yeah. Nancy, this is funny timing because Nancy just sent me some I, I guess it's like her friend is trying to learn CSS or something. And she mm-hmm. sent me a she said, Hey Nancy, I'm working on CSS grids, creating grid layouts. 
I was about to figure out the layout of the other ones I had to do, but I have one more I need help piecing together. And it's like a screenshot of the layout she's trying to do. Oh, boy. Is it an easy one? Yeah, it's uh, it's three columns, and the middle column is bottom aligned vertically, and that's all it is. Oh, <laughs> nice. So it seems like Flexbox should be able to do that pretty simply. Yeah, but CSS Grid is even easier, man. Have you, oh, yeah, have I guess you... she actually needs to use CSS Grid. She just said that. Yeah. Yeah, have you have you played with that at all? Only a tiny bit. Back when it was like first coming around and everybody was pumped about it, I like messed with it. I've never actually used it in production though. It's like it's real powerful. Like the last project I was on, um, before leaving Phase Two, they weren't they weren't worried about supporting IE eleven. I'm like, yeah, use CSS grid. It's like sweet. Mm-hmm, yeah, and just yeah. started using it all over. It was it was interesting to me when I joined my company on the mat now, like because. Unless you work on the design system team, which is like, you know, maybe 10 people or so, you just don't write CSS. Like, basically, nobody who's not on the, that one team writes CSS. So well, that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's actually working. I've never seen it actually work before. Oh, so one of, one of the things with uh, the company I'm at now is I, I think maybe in my free time, I might start creating um, web components from the components that we have currently. Because I mean, right now we're just using Twig, Twig templates with Alpine JS, and yeah, I, I was and yeah, and and it's Tailwind CSS. So I was just like, that that's great, um, and like it it makes for you know fast fast updates and stuff because it, everything's mm-hmm. in line, and you're just like, yep, we're just gonna make this do this now. But then it gets it becomes an organizational nightmare after a while and then you kind of like you're talking about like the architecture it's it starts compound the problems start compounding themselves because now you're you're like okay well this whole directory is just you know this whole desktop directory we're not going to use that anymore we're going we're going to switch to this new directory and this is going to be the root for all of our components now and now you have uh-huh. now you have two different quote-unquote root directories with components that you're like using both from or from both spots and yeah stuff like that so i was thinking that not not even like doing all the components but just more of a proof of concept to see if it makes more sense to do it that way and then you know you just create the packages of the web components and then you just import it into the thing and then you just use it like xml essentially xml baby you're custom custom elements do you ever feel like the old guy? I don't know, like what what your team's like now, but some you know, like the the way people talk about jQuery now, like it was a thing that they've never touched in their entire career. And I spent so many years writing jQuery, and like just examples <laughs> like that, you know. I, I definitely uh, feel like the old guy a lot of the time. I never liked jQuery. Like I did jQuery because it's what fucking Drupal used a lot of, but yeah. Uh, I like. But, I mean, I like neither did just I. Just writing you know, ES6. Like, yeah, like, like just writing ES6 is fine at the moment, um, and and what I'm I'm kind of doing quite a bit. But like uh, TypeScript, I, I enjoy TypeScript is is what I ended up getting into quite a bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't really meet very many people who understand TypeScript and have used it enough to get past like the initial WTF. And also, don't like it. You know, it seems like one of those things that like once you wrap your brain around it, you generally like TypeScript. I can only think of one person who understands it well and still is not a fan. Who? Somebody that I work with. Oh. You don't know him. 
I mean, I, I can understand why people aren't. Man. Like, uh, I fucking hate when there's a TypeScript error and all you're doing is, I just need to fucking make this function work. Like, I don't, I don't fucking mm-hmm. care about the properties of it right now. I just, I just need to like make sure that this works and then I'll type it up later. And it's like, nope, you have to type it up first and then you like type you it up. It and then, well, and then you like type it up and then it, you do it and then it doesn't work. And you're just like, fuck now. Nah. And then you like change the function. And it's like, <laughs> oh wait, now it's a different type of fucking argument or parameter that I'm passing. So you have to go and change the fucking type that you set it at to. And it's like this, it's just this extra step when an extra step that makes sense but like when you're just like in a rush to like see if something will work really quickly it it can sometimes trip you up that god like i i just don't feel like i'm old enough to be the old guy like i'll i'll encounter you're almost 40 really i'm not almost 40 you're almost 40 i'm almost 36 (laughs) that's almost 40 you're over halfway to 40 i'm no i'm not most of your 30s are gone. I'm three months over exactly halfway to 30. To 40? To 40, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so most of your 30s is gone are gone already. You shouldn't have said that. That was mean. Why? I like making you feel depressed. No, I feel life. bad. But Existential like, I, crises and stuff. Crises. I work with cri- crises. Crises? Crises. <laughs> I think it's crises. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I work with uh, like really solid senior engineers who have never written pre-ES6 JavaScript, you know, Good. and have never written jQuery. And like, those are I the just, best developers you want. No, well, I'm not. I'm not complaining. It just it's weird to me. Like, I spent most of my be. career writing pre-ES6 JavaScript, and yeah. here you know these young whippersnappers are just like killing it, and they've only been around for like three or four years, apparently, ten years less dude, than the, me. Dude, switching from ES5 to ES6 is fucking amazing like it what what yeah, you learn know, it the really syntax is, yeah. changes and stuff you're just like holy shit this is this is so much better um yeah, yeah JavaScript I, I think became a pretty killer language i think if i actually this happened I, I like fell back to i forget where but there was a bunch of es5 code and i was like what the fuck is happening oh there's jquery as well in this project in certain on certain components and pages and it's like what is happening so like i i would just find these pockets of old JavaScript. <laughs> just like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's that's a jQuery sigil. Son of a bitch. A jQuery sigil? Yeah, the dollar sign. That's called a sigil? Sure. It's one of the names for it. What? How do you spell a sigil? S-I-G-I-L. Sigil. A type of symbol used in magic. Is this a Magic the Gathering thing? No. Um, It was, it was one of the... JavaScript, uh, like classes when I was in school, um, oh, it was like one of those JavaScript. little, one of those like, um, what is it like the 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 gotcha quizzes? Just like, does anybody know what the dollar sign is? This is sigil. And one of the teachers what? did that. That's garbage. I don't like that one bit. Why? Because that's like I've never heard anybody say that in all the years I've been writing and talking about <laughs> javascript and jquery so like why that's just that's yeah not a, that's not a useful thing to quiz somebody on yeah it, it, it was weird but yeah all right whatever your professor's a duty you're head. an idiot you're an idiot um i had another question for you you're do you want to hear it 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 
Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear my question? <laughs> I win. No, not at all. You dirty head. Did you did you win? It's like a yeah, you giggled of you being an idiot. What's happening? You giggled though. Why, that means I won. Why do you want to ask so many questions? Uh, why, I don't know. Why do you want to ask so many questions? We're not here to talk. Because it's golden content. Oh, what are we here to do? What are here? What are we here to? What are we what here to? What do you do? adhere to? What do you adhere know. to? Stare each other. Stare each other. I saw some more deer this morning. Are you gonna ask a question or not? You fucking take forever to ask a single question. No, I don't have any other questions. I forgot. Good. What's on your mind? What's the number one thing on your stress list, buddy? My stress list. Um, I've been kind of deep diving into crypto, mostly the NFT blockchain um, oh. games that are coming out, like video games that are coming out. The, the play to earn. Well, it was nice knowing stuff. you, buddy. Why you're gonna go deep? I already know it. I'm not gonna be able to. I mean, I. Gonna... Well, well. So the idea that I had, or that like sparked the interest of of looking into it, was that. If I'm going to dump, I mean, remember I played Marvel Puzzle Quest for like three years straight, three and a half years. I, uh-huh. I like had the three and a half year streak where like I signed in every day and played at least 15 minutes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So like if I, I feel like I want something like that again, like where like I just have a small period of time where like I just kind of like decompress and just do like a mindless game that's just like match three and attack the opponent type deal um and then there's collectibles and everything that you just you just get for like putting in that time um and the upgrade and whatever but then with the crypto games like and and, i mean this is just based off of previous patterns of, of like axie infinity and stuff which is one of the games one of the more popular games but um like if you get in early enough and then you just play and grind it out essentially then like it it becomes worth something i mean like people are making money off of off of these games uh, not so much anymore since like the demand like the whole like supply demand chain is a little wonky because not as many people are like jumping in because ethereum has like shot up to like four thousand dollars and like it, it's a whole thing but um yeah i figured if i if i was gonna if i was getting into like a, a daily routine of like checking in and and doing like a few basic tasks it may as well be something to do with crypto and earn over time not not necessarily for like a retirement plan but you know just instead of wasting my time completely into the digital world i i don't even know i don't even know what you're talking about so you're saying you you play a game to earn crypto crypto yeah yeah um well so it's like a way of mining or something is that what it is no, not really. I, I, I don't fully like. I, ha- I haven't gotten that far into the back. I mean, we could get Brian back on here, most likely, to explain it. But I, I believe how it works is like the, the blockchain. Like, uh, while you play the game, it's process. It that playing the game, um, causes like the some processing for the blockchain to happen. So you're like contributing to the processing power of this overall blockchain thing is i believe how like you're contributing to that by playing the game and then because of that you earn like this super super tiny percentage of you know whatever that crypto is worth at that current time 
and then like you know and, and it's it's like a super tiny amount for playing but you know over time if i play the game for say three and a half years it's gonna be a lot more than nothing for sure i mean like i stopped playing marvel puzzle quest and like just stopped broke that habit and i got nothing for it like it it's just it's just sitting there i can't sell the account or anything it's attached to like my google play account and shit so like are they fun games though I mean, so the Axie Infinity one is is decent. I mean, they're like generic Pokemon games almost. They're like off-brand Pokemon games, essentially. Like, you, you basically may have buy a team. You, you, so you have to, like, start, like, to, to buy in. You have to buy these things called Axies, and you need at least three of them to create a team. And then each Axie has four cards on it, and then every turn you, like, your team versus when it's your team versus the other team, like every turn you, you gain like energy and draw X amount of cards. And then you like can play X amount of cards based on how much energy you have. And then it's like this whole like battle system and whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. See, and like, then, this is a... and then you can yeah. breed Axie, but it costs in game currency, which is worth real money. If you were to trans transfer it out of the game. So like you, you basically spend this in-game currency to breed them, to make more of them, to try and like make the super ones that could sell for a grand each or whatever. And like it, it there's this whole. I mean, it's deep. It, there's a lot, but the whole point is like I want. I'm I'm trying to find like a newer game that's about to come out, like either the end of this year, or beginning of next year, and then start from the beginning on one of them. I. I'm exhausted just thinking about that. Like, oh, it's it's a fucking rabbit hole for sure. Yeah. Do you um do you, like so? It's not the most fun game you could be playing, right? So you're playing it for the purpose of possibly earning earning some crypto. Uh, so I'm trying to minimize my gaming altogether. Like, I okay. actually only I actually only game like to game with Richard and Jordan now, <laughs> essentially. And then aside from that, it's it's been looking for these like trying trying to figure out like um i don't want to say a smarter way of gaming but like something that gives back at least a little bit mm-hmm. i actually like that as a rule like if you're addicted to something then only do it in a well, social situation or something well like, the, also, like you're only gaming with richard and jordan yeah i mean it, well it it also helps limit my obsession of platinuming games <laughs> While Richard and Jordan are still low level, and then coming back and ruining the game for them, which I've done, <laughs> I've done with several games just this year. So I, I like you get I finally, you play it a lot on your own. Yeah, you yeah. Like they'll they'll play like one or two hours a night, and like fuck you guys, I'm just gonna stay up all night. And then the next day they come back and they're just like, what the fuck? Why? Why? <laughs> oh man, my dad. Times, yeah. My dad did that exact thing to my mom with Chinese checkers. Have you ever told you that story? <laughs> no. She beat him and he was like, this cannot stand. So he stayed up late practicing with himself and then whooped her next time they played. That's awesome. That's how they did it old school before video games. That's real competitiveness right there. I wonder if that I wonder if that rule applies in general though. If you're addicted to something, only do it socially. It's probably no, good for drinking. Well, well, so the thing is, is like World of Warcraft was so addictive because of its social aspect, you, right? Like, I mean, people weren't I, addicted to playing Warcraft while like on their own. That wasn't a thing. No, I mean there was that, but there there were a lot of people that like really like 
created friends and there's people that like got married because they met on World of Warcraft and all kinds of shit, man. Like there there's still like giant groups of real real or people that like met in real life just because they're in a guild for so long. Like Bloom. Bloom has connections with a bunch of people and like talks to people and hangs out with people and stuff that he's been in guilds with for fucking ever now. But yeah, it there's like a real it's a real solid social aspect to it. And there's also like the toxic side of it as well, which I engaged in a lot of. Well, that seems like it seems okay. You know, I mean, it'd be better to be addicted to a thing because of the social aspect as opposed to be addicted to the thing that you do all by yourself and don't build relationships through. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be. It can also be bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's bad social aspects. And like, to it's that still game addictive. Well. Yeah. All right. What about what's another addiction? Like, so yeah, social media is another one where if you're addicted Just to social bad. media be- because of the yeah, I, yeah, I've like. I'm I'm steadily hating social media more and more, you know, as I get older and as time goes by and stuff. It just seems like yep. such a net negative on everything. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm ready to quit whenever Jory and Richard are done on Facebook. They're, like we talk on Facebook Messenger, and that's the only reason why I still have Messenger. <laughs> like, Man, that's yeah. You got to put an end to that. Yeah, I've I've I tried. I'm trying, but whatever. We'll see. I think I think they would follow you. They like you enough, right? If you were like, screw this. No. If you want to talk to me, come to Telegram. They wouldn't follow no. you to Telegram? No, they'd just text me. Well, that's fine, right? Yeah, kind of. Do they have iPhones? No, they don't. Okay, so you can't do iMessage? No. It's fine. Just... It, like it, Just having Messenger is fine. Like, uh, they're literally the only people. Well, I just joined another group. But, I mean, it's acquaintances. Same circle, yeah. basically. Yeah, Messenger's it's just another messaging app, so who really cares? But like scrolling Facebook and Instagram, I think it's just like such a horrible thing for society. <laughs> I have I have a new rule for Instagram, and I can only scroll on I can only scroll Instagram when I'm pooping. That's how I live Ooh, it. That's a pretty solid rule. I do it. love a good poop, and that would make it even better. It's like the uh, maybe you know how people have in their to do list they'll put like rewards reward to do's that they can earn by doing like the other things it's like yeah. that you reward yourself for the, going to poop carry on the end of the stick you're like good job jc here's some instagram for that <laughs> you get you know, a merit sticker i was listening to my favorite podcast of these two brothers uh and the podcast is called not overthinking i think i've sent you episodes of it before but yeah. this one guy was talking about his they're british so they say poo he was talking about his morning poo and he was saying, like, it totally screws up his schedule because he never knows how long it'll take. Like, sometimes he'll be in there, like, 45 minutes, and sometimes it'll be, like, five minutes. And, and they're, like, probably, like, the other brother was, like, here's what you do. You don't go in the bathroom until after you've had coffee and, like, ramped up and you actually need to go. And it was, like, mind-blowing to the first guy. Like, the first guy just goes in there first thing in the morning and sits there until something happens. And then waits? Oh, man, that's that's rough, yeah. That's... And it never occurred to him to not do that. And I was like, what in the world? Like, that is just the weirdest thing for me. That's bizarre. Yeah, you just, like, sit on the toilet at 5 a.m. every morning. You're just like, oh, it should happen from now until maybe <laughs> yeah. an hour from now. We'll see. And yeah, you're just like, this there... is what I'm doing. <laughs> be... Like, it was, like, a significant portion of his day. It was just, like, sit it's there. It's a time you know... slot. It's a whole time <laughs> yeah. slot for this event. That's That's bizarre, yeah. Ooh. That was so weird. I got another bizarre one for you. Not All related right. to poop, but this is a, a person we both know. Um, we were once standing outside smoking a cigarette back when we smoked and worked together. Um, and we're talking about 
uh, boxer briefs. And we were talking, he, he mentioned that he had no idea why boxer briefs had a hole in them. You know, the slot. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he, he like wanted to explain like that he like pulls down his boxer briefs all the way and then like pulls his stuff over so that he can urinate. And I was just like, why? He's like, that's just how I've, I was taught to do it. And I just kept doing it. And it's just like, but, but the slot is so that you just like, let, you just guide it that's out. And then it, it's there. And he's just like, what? Really? <laughs> and I mean, we're, I mean, he's in his late 20s at this point. And I'm in my early 30s. So like, it's just like, oh my goodness, you've gone almost 30 years and you've never known what, why your underwear has been slotted this whole time. It's so fucking weird. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I think that's actually interesting. As the dad of four boys, I've never taught any of them what the slot is for. Like, that's never occurred to me to be a thing. Because, like, by the time they're using underwear, just, like, going on their own, like, it's, you know, they're they're in the bathroom. They have privacy. Like, I have no idea how they're doing it. I never think about, like, right, yeah. So I could see that. I could see why that would happen. Although it does seem well, pretty weird that you would make it that far in life and not think, oh, there's a slot. That's probably what that's for. Well, and then another one that... The, uh, caught me off guard a while ago was uh, people wipe differently. Like <laughs> back to the like poo. sitting down or to... or standing up, kind of or like front to back and back to front. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Like there's just yeah. different combinations. It, it's not like half the people you know go front to back and half the people go back to front. There's like people that do other things too, and it's it's just like oh okay, awesome. I go side to side. <laughs> I do a Z well, pattern. What, whatever works. Yeah, I, I do crazy eights. <laughs> Yeah, I just write my name. <laughs> I just spelled the alphabet. When I worked at CSPY, my friend Kyle this is a classic Kyle story. Uh, he, we were talking about like taking the trash out of the bathroom, and I was like, we can probably skip it. Like, there's not much in there. And he's like, uh, I'm not leaving people's poop in the trash can. I was like, why would there be poop in the trash can? And he thought it was common for people to wipe their butt and then throw it in the trash can instead of like flushing the toilet paper down. And yeah, I, I still I'm I'm not totally sure he wasn't messing with me because I just that's next level weird. Hey, my microphone dropped. <laughs> it, like Drop literally dropped. It fell down. Uh the the arm thing gave in. It just oh, like okay. slowly went. Burp, burp. <laughs> it's like when Michael's using Pam's chair and he's slowly lowering down while he's talking. That's exactly favorites. it. That's yeah. it. It's perfectly right, fine. No, we have a minute. You have to talk for a full another minute. Come up with another conversation. We can't end on the poop talks. You want me to hum a little bit more? Oh, please do not ever hum. Oh, you didn't ask me what's on my stress list. Here's number one on my stress list. I don't give a shit what's on your stress list. Well, if you're going to ask me to talk for a minute, I get to pick the topic and you can just shut up and listen. Okay, but it can't be something that I was supposed to ask you. Well, that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're supposed to ask me a lot of things. You got 35 seconds, so you better choose wisely. Um, here, here it is. The, learn, the interview process, you, you're going to say 25 and say, <laughs> I don't want to keep talking. All right. The interview process at my job, you have to shadow and 20. Then you, have to re- <laughs> <laughs> you have to reverse shadow, which means like, as you're learning to give interviews, you have seasoned interviewers sitting there listening to you to make sure you know what you're doing. And if you get in like a bind and stuff. Um, and that's pretty terrifying for me, man, because if I'm going to like stumble my way through an interview, I don't want somebody who knows what they're doing sitting there watching me. I want to just like stumble but, through in private. But if they're on your team, isn't that exactly what you want? Isn't that exactly what we were talking about at the beginning 
of the hour with like how I like when I'm at my best is when uh, I guess they're not shadowing me though, but they're just like available if I need them. I mean, they so are. That's different. Shadowing, like that's why it's a reverse shadow. Like, well, I mean, shadowing in your me. situation, they are shadowing, but not. not oh, oh, in oh the yeah. Development yeah. situation, it was just more like if they're available to pair program, then that's usually when I'm yeah. at my best. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the difference between. This is going to be really confusing because I was just talking about interviewing, but it's like the difference between solving a problem on your own versus solving a problem in an interview when you have people watching you. Like it just makes it adds to the nerves of it and makes you perform worse than you otherwise would have. Well, lame. so so the thing that I've come to despise about the technical interview and like having somebody just watch watch you on like a call while you figure something out is like when it's. It's like the abstract question and then the process doesn't matter. That Because, I mean, I, I've talked about that. I ranted about that. And, like, the result, like, I didn't get to the end result. And it, everything else up to that point didn't matter. So we wasted, mm-hmm. you know, 55 minutes of of sitting there and, like, talking getting to know each other. And then, like, this thing and then verbally solving it, but then not getting pseudocode. And just like, oh, well, not going to continue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there goes that. Oh, so, so we get along personally and our conversations are fine and we're asking great questions back and forth and then we can talk through a problem together pretty pretty seamlessly but the fact that pseudocode wasn't written it's a no <laughs> that that found it, it that that whole process just didn't make any sense and that was that was the initial interview <laughs> it wasn't even like uh like i i thought i checked all the boxes for initial interview but uh-huh. whatever I uh, I'm I'm friends with a guy who's interviewing at a bunch of places right now, and I guess it's it's never really occurred to me to prepare for an interview. Like, is that thing being a thing that you spend a lot of time studying for? You know, um, mm-hmm. but he has spent so many hours on Leet Code doing different uh, just puzzles, like j- JavaScript yeah, coding puzzles. Yeah. yeah, and as a result of that, he is freaking killing it because a lot of these interview questions I'm realizing are ones that if you already know the basics of like how to implement a solution, then they're super easy and you look like a genius. But if you yeah. haven't seen the question before, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's exactly what this, the, the abstract question was, right. It's just like, yeah. how, how do you make sure that two squares aren't overlapping? It was just like, right. Yeah. 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 Stuff like, like that. Well, when I was just like in the Dom and he was like, no, forget about the Dom. It was like, I, my life revolves around the Dom. Like I would Google that. <laughs> And he didn't. He didn't appreciate the fact that I would. I said that I would just Google it because why the fuck? Why would I just magically like? Oh, I'm a mathematician. All of a sudden, I'm gonna figure this out. It's just, <laughs> fucking somebody. Somebody way smarter than me. Somebody way dumber than me probably figured this out and uh-huh. put the answer up already because it's just what they do. Like that. That's the reality of it. It's just like okay, yeah. I'll just go Stack Overflow. There's my yeah. answer. I, and then he was me... talking. Good. Uh, uh, at the end of it, I was just like, "Did has anyone like surprised you with their answers for this before?" And he's like, "Well, one guy did it in one line," and I was like, "What? What do you mean?" Well, and, and I was just like, "What do you mean?" And he's just like, "Oh, well, you know, it really could have been in multiple lines, but he he just made it all in one line." I'm just like, "That's he just copy pasted uh, a fucking one liner from something else. That that's all that that means." Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's just pretty stuff bad. like that. It makes yeah. me glad that I'm not going to be interviewing for an engineering position anytime soon. If I'm going to be freaking competing with people who have done thousands of leak code puzzles and like have what's seen the, all this crap before. But what what's the equivalent for like a, a management 
interview? Like, is there is there equivalent to a technical interview? Mm, I mean, I think a lot of places want you to still be pretty technical. So they might give you like a basic coding question or like a systems design question, or you can you know, talk through mm-hmm. an architecture or whatever. Um, gotcha. But I think for managers, it's mostly more like, you know, cultural. Have you, have you solved a problem with a troubled employee? You know, like how have you gotten two teams to work together that were having conflicts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's the kind of and stuff like I probably would want to have rehearsed answers for that stuff. No, you don't. You're just like, I know this guy named Jace. Yeah. if Like, you just meet <laughs> Jace and know that I successfully worked with him and then you'll give me any job I want. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. All right. You successfully... Yep trick me into staying for five more minutes i know so i'm out of here this is episode 62 62 uh, wait okay before we go and i keep bringing it up at the end of the episodes for whatever reason but are we doing anything for the 100th episode oh and I when think is what we should do i think we should do a uh, lean coffee and get like four people on here so there'll be six of us you know and what do like be a fun. two hour one or just let it go for like plan for it to go up to two hours or something? I don't know. Sure. I don't know if I like don't know. I don't I, about I don't that. know if getting a bunch of people on here and only having like an hour just the way that we are is gonna be enough. Like we'll get through two topics. We could have an hour with a non hard stop or something, I don't know. But lean copy, you gotta well, I don't know. it just seems it seems like a fun thing to do to me. Like if we have some talkative, argumentative people in here, they basically just have a fucking people wear. Yeah, just like a little mini, a little mini people wear lean coffee. I'm down. I don't, I don't know what the topics would be about, but I. So, so how we should do it is at the end of every episode, up to the hundredth episode, be like, if you want to be a part of the hundredth episode, you have to message us. Otherwise, then nobody's listening, and then non-listeners. The good is at the end. Uh huh. Well, that that falls apart for people like Adam, who are listeners but won't ever come on the show, or Christy can't get her on who the, the show. Who the fuck's either. Adam? I don't know Adam or Christy. I'm not, I'm not aware of any Adam. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go right. solve the CSS grid puzzle because I'm a are genius. You really? Yeah, share I got a screen. I could just tell you. No, I need to show that I still got it, man. You don't still got it. You're just going to fucking Google a Stack Overflow. Well, that that's how I still got it. I know how to Google really good. <laughs> I mean, that that was our job description for so long. It still is for me. I just Google people questions now <laughs> instead of coding questions. There you go. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.